0: Welcome everyone to JCB Art Studio. My name is Joanna and for first time listeners, I am the author of The Unraveling and Dealer's Child. I've got a few books kind of popping in my head. So sometimes I have to remind myself. Today, this is such a heartwarming story. Christine Milkovic Kraus is with me. She's a children's author of picture books, which highlight educational points about pet care, support, inclusivity, and it celebrates being different together. And she has such a beautiful backdrop. (laughs) thank you. (laughs) (laughs) When Christine is not writing picture books, she works as an essential service worker. Christine, welcome and thank you. I have a daughter who's a nurse and I, whenever I see essential service worker, I say, thank you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So your book, your children's book, Teddy Loses His Ear, for all the cat lovers out there, is such a, a wonderful, heartwarming story. And I know when I first was reading it, I thought, okay, is she going to make me cry? <laughs> right? But <it's>, oh. <laughs> you do it so well. Okay. Thank you. Now it's, based on your family's experience during the pandemic. So can you tell us what inspired you to write Teddy Loses His Ear?
1: Yes, the books are all real stories that we discovered uh, from our cat, Teddy, throughout the fostering journey and the adoption process. And my children's reactions to some of those situations were inspiring. And I try to convey their emotional realisms in a a relatable way. Uh, In the introduction story, Teddy loses his ears. I just want children to know that it's okay to ask questions about things that identify us uniquely versus making assumptions or whispering theories, because having honest and open discussion is ultimately how we learn from one another and mature our emotional intelligence and grow as individuals. And um, so we began, fostering kittens uh, at Christmas time during the pandemic because we we lost our our pet our dog and the kids were just heartbroken about it and I wasn't sure that I was ready to go through that process again so um we thought we'll just start fostering animals and uh we couldn't have family around for Christmas time during the pandemic. And I was a little bit upset about that. So we wanted the house to be just a joyful place. So I surprised the kids with a box full of kittens. And oh, all the cats yeah. jumped out of the box and they were in the Christmas tree knocking out the <laughs> ornaments. And oh, it was so fun. There's they actually have a channel now on Netflix that just films cats uh yeah. in a gingerbread house and it's just kittens going around and I could watch it for hours. So honestly yeah. it was so fun. Um and after all those kittens got adopted we um saw teddy on the fostering website and i wasn't quite sure if i wanted an adult cat especially a male cat and and all that he'd been through he looked really without ears he looked yeah. really angry in his photo and i thought oh this guy's going to swat at the kids or he's going to pee all over my house or whatever yeah. but nobody was volunteering to foster him and without a volunteer to foster him, they don't get on the transport trucks, um, to come to BC from central Canada. Okay. So then they don't, they don't get another chance at life. So the kids were like, Oh, come on, mom, we got to give this cat a chance. And yeah. I'm like, okay, it is just temporary, right? When you foster. So even if he's a horrible cat, someone will adopt him and it'll just, it'll just be our trial. But, um, a couple of weeks later, uh, During this time, this cat loved the family, snuggled, was my ultimate lap cat, just litter trained, very polite, everything you could possibly want in an animal. And so when the adoption agency called me and said, oh, we have somebody interested in Teddy, I just got really protective. And I was like, nope, this is my cat. (laughs) So I I ended up adopting him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I first, as you were talking, two things came to me. I remember when our first dog passed, you know, and I, I, that, I just remember, I can't do this again. I I can't go through, it's not the care of the dog. It's not even having the dog. It's going through that pain of losing an animal, right? Mm -hmm. A pet. And I, I didn't look at dog photos and it was my spouse, the little stinker. He started looking at dogs.
1: <laughs> oh, it's
0: usually the women. <laughs> yeah. And then he said to me one day, he goes, "Oh, Joe, what's a labradoodle?" And I never heard of a labradoodle, right? And I said, "What are you? You know, like what are you talking about? You know?" And I was, I was like cozy in my bed reading, you know. And I went like thumping down into the office. I like, go, "What are you talking about?" And then I see all these pictures of dogs, and I'm just like, Ugh! you know, and yeah. So we ended up getting not a labradoodle. We got a, a, with our, like, who who is on the left, out of camera view, is Ozzy. And what got me with him is he was the runt of the litter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there were only, like, two other dogs within his litter. And he was the runt. And he has one blue eye and one brown eye with <gasps> parts of blue in it and i just i thought you're different. Yes. You and i are going to get along.
1: <laughs> right? You know. So it's awesome. That's awesome. And i love that. See you were you were attracted to his differences and his yeah. uniqueness and the protectiveness about wanting to have the runt of the litter just so he give him a shot at survival. So i love that story. Yeah. 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 So
0: when you write a children's picture book does it start out as a a complicated, lengthy, lengthy story, and then do you trim it down for your audience? Like, what is what is your process here?
1: Yeah, absolutely, because I'm a very wordy person. I could tend to ramble on, but because it's for a children's audience, um, really, you just need to kind of make it succinct into one sentence. So I really have to trim it down, trim it down, tr- and just to the meat and potatoes of the story and. Um, the kids, you know, they're really intelligent. They understand the layers of the story and all of the, um, messages in there with, with as few words as possible. So, yeah, I really spend a lot of time uh, trimming it down. Good. And, and and just so
0: if anyone's tuned in late, that, that black bump on the right there, that's, I don't want to wake him. That's Teddy,
1: right? This is Teddy. Yes. Awesome. I, I will hold him up for the camera towards the end of the show, but, yeah. uh. Yeah, awesome, awesome. He's adorable. Well, my editor
0: fosters dogs, and I may have to stop for a minute. There's been some movement. I've got the older one, the the little dog, the little puppy, has kind of moved over in the older dog's area, and oh. the, and he stares at the older dog, which just drives the older dog nuts.
1: Okay, he's looking at mom. He's looking at me. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah.
0: So. My editor fosters dogs, and I think it's such a generous gesture. Um, It's human, to me, human kindness at its finest, you know, and um, she looks after dogs until they're ready to go Mm -hmm. to their forever homes. So can you talk about more about the adopting and fostering process?
1: Yeah, well, the fostering process is great for people maybe who want to have a pet, but travel or they they can't commit to long periods of time because it really helps out the organization. Um, They need to, I mean most of the people who work in the rescue would have 500 animals in their house or on their property if they could. But of course, all the animals don't get along together and you need to quarantine them just to make sure until they go to the vet and that sort of thing. So to have people step up and foster the animals just temporarily is, it takes such a huge burden off of the shelters um, that are constantly overcrowded. And um the rescue organizations, they will give you everything that you need to take care of that pet. They will give you the food, the litter, the toys. Um, and you just have to take it to the vet, but it's all pro bono. Like these vets will spay, neuter the animals, give them all their vaccinations, do a health health and wellness check, clean their ears, trim their nails, whatever they need to do. And um, so really all you need to supply is the love. Yeah. Yeah, that's, well, it's been neat because days when I've gone,
0: uh, you know, to either drop off my manuscript or pick up my manuscript or take her for a coffee, it's been neat seeing the different dogs, you know, and they're just, I think there was one Lily that was just, just a babe, just beautiful, you know, okay. So, with your book, I remember reading the Harry Potter novels to our girls and to this day, they still remind me of the time that I think it was Cedric. I can't remember for sure. He died, and okay. I just started to get teary, you know. And I, and I had to put the book down and say to the girls, "Just one moment, <laughs> right? When I got a <laughs> tissue, right?" <laughs> so, what what are you hoping with your with your novels? What what are you hoping your 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 readers, you know, th- like uh, children? adult experience ultimately or what are you hoping for
1: yeah so I want um children and parents to have those difficult conversations and I want to open the door so that they can ask those questions um but yeah they really get invested in the characters and I didn't realize that Teddy loses his ears was such a sad story until parents uh, were, were messaging me on behalf of their kids saying you know my child really had an emotional reaction to the story and they cried because Teddy lost his ears and he thought that he looked different from all the other cats and he thought they were making fun of him but then they actually were asking him questions because they love him and they care about him and they didn't want to um, make up Uh, his story for him. They wanted to hear it from him. And, and at the end, it was a happy ending because now he has a family and he can share his story and hopefully help other people. So they're like, it just took their kids on such a journey. And I, Oh, I really, yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the thing
0: that um, I think of is there's the illustration of when the farmer comes in and it's from the farmer's point of view Mm -hmm. seeing for uh seeing teddy so okay we've been teasing the people we've been teasing listeners can you tell us a little bit a little bit not about what teddy loses his ears is about
1: yeah it's actually a true story so once i decided that i was going to adopt teddy um i was no longer able to help out with the foster organization as far as taking animals in because teddy will have none of that he rules the roost here he's a one home pet so i wanted to help them out by um sharing this very common story with other people for preventable injuries but also uh, there's a scan code in the back of the book so if people connect with this story 100 percent of their donation goes directly to the organization and i also um I'm donating a dollar from every book to help the organization as well. Um, so I was able to uh, trace back Teddy's history uh, from all of the different fosters and um, shelters that he'd been at. And it traced it right back to that farmer who actually found Teddy in his uh, barn. Yeah. It was a really cold, cold winter day, minus 50 degrees in Saskatchewan, oh, wow. and it, the the horse trough water was frozen. So yeah. he actually lifted it out of the tray to chip the ice out, and he found this, like, almost dead cat there, just covered in snow. And so he brought it inside the house and, you know, kind of nursed him back to health until he could send it on right. to... um For for, for more care. Yeah. So that is the, it's a true story about that. Yeah. That's a wonderful story. It's a, and there is, there's a happy
0: ending, right? right? Just one moment. We're back, people. Ozzy just does not like being stared at when he's trying to curl up and go to sleep. (laughs) 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 Uh, And I don't blame him. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, when you started, I just, you know, the great thing about that interruption is I just thought of another question. So, when you wrote Teddy Lose's Ears, did you think this would be like a I don't want to say just one book or did you think that
1: you'd be writing a series? Oh, I knew right away that I was writing the series because my idea for the second book is actually the first book. So um, when we had Teddy at home, uh, he loved spaghetti. So that I'm like, Oh, Teddy loves spaghetti. That's such a great uh, title for a book. But then I had the idea that I, I want them all to be true stories and I want them to go in the order a chronological order of how the events actually happened through our um, time with teddy so I, I thought telling his original story it needs to be book number one. So I I kind of backtracked from Teddy Loves Spaghetti backwards to how Teddy lost his ears in the first place. Okay.
0: Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I've got it we have to know is does Teddy love spaghetti is that out
1: now? It is out now. It just released last month. So <gasps> Teddy loves spaghetti. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you and it's also a true story. Um, and uh, so Teddy might love spaghetti, but uh, you know, pets love a lot of food that yeah. might not necessarily be good for them like dogs love grapes and chocolate, but th- those things can kill them. So um, it's important for children to have basic pet care understanding. Um, just like with Teddy loses his ears. We don't want you to leave your pets outside during extreme weather. And uh, with Teddy Loves Spaghetti, it's about nutrition for yourself and for your pet. And it, there's an introduction to diabetes awareness there because people and pets can both get sick with that disease.
0: That's true. That is so true. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about how we had a cat and this cat of ours, <laughs>
1: He loves peas. Tell me peas are okay for cats to eat. I believe peas are actually very good for them. Cats, though, are strictly supposed to be carnivores. Um, So those kind of vegetables are better for uh, dogs. (laughs) Dogs can have a lot of vegetables and and meat and that sort of thing and and grains. But uh, cats should strictly be carnivores, but it it won't hurt them.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, and with our dogs... um apples we give them little pieces of apples are definitely so uh, grapes the worst thing you could get do Mm -hmm. not give your dog grapes do not give your dog grapes or onions Uh, yeah yeah you know but uh yeah it, it it's, yeah, it's neat to see them enjoying the vegetables. <laughs>
1: right? yes, it's yeah, this is good. See, your kids could learn from that too. They see that, see, Ozzy's enjoying his vegetables. Here, why don't you try it too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So are there any other children's
0: series you're thinking about? You know, now that like... Uh, Gosh, this is great. You know, being interrupted because the questions are now just coming, Christine. Okay. (laughs) So I'm ready. Before, (laughs) Before I get to that one. First, did you ever, let's say, thinking back on your life, thinking back, let's say, even 10 years ago, did you ever see yourself as a children's author?
1: I did, actually. Yeah? And, um, you know, I would have all these ideas swirling in my head, but I just didn't have the right inspiration to uh, tie the stories together. Um, I, but I I would search for inspiration everywhere. But um, I also wanted to write a novel about just dating disasters, kind of like a sex in the city meets Bridget Jones's diary kind of thing, yeah. just because between me and all my friends, we've we've just been on so many terrible dates. And <laughs> It's comical, really, it is. And I just felt like so many women could relate to it. And then I also had an idea for a storybook wine where I would write a chapter of a book and then women would have to peel the label off and get one chapter of the story. And then every month they'd have to buy that wine. And, yeah. you know, but, you know, with the internet and stuff now, that kind of thing doesn't work. But I've always had this little bit of a creative process.
0: Yeah. <laughs> See, and for me, I've always, one of my... um. Uh, bucket list items is I've always wanted to illustrate a wine label because I do illustrations. I illustrate yeah. motorcycles. And oh for my me, gosh! It would be so cool to illustrate a wine label, or for example, okay, I'm di- I'm digressing. You're very easy to talk to, even with Thank my you. interruptions with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have to run anywhere, just kind of no, like, no, oh, I'm okay. with I'm I, you got me. Okay, so I remember last. Christmas you know I needed to purchase something this that sounds so uh, heart cold I needed to get a gift for my daughter's fiance and uh, I thought oh what do I get him you know and at that time we were in between we weren't in our home I felt like we were out in in the wilderness so I went to my like the little local area I thought what can I get and I went into the liquor store and there were these um beer can like it was beer. And it was like the microbreweries and the art that was on these beer cans of this type of beer. You know, like the you know how in BC we have so many of the micro yep.
1: breweries, right? Yes. And you know that on the back of those containers, do you ever read the story? on that. the back of the labels, because thats it's so much fun just reading the story that goes with the artwork and the history. And like, some of them are really funny. Yeah.
0: And so there I am. I thought, I have no idea how this beer tastes, but I love the art. So I'm like buying about six different cans,
1: <laughs> taking it up. And I thought, I hope he likes this. <laughs> you know you know, what? We did that for a New Year's party two years ago. Was everyone brought a, a, a cool labeled beer. And then we just did beer tastings and we would read the description of it. And so even if you don't like it, everyone's just having a little shot of it, right? And then you can taste test them. And it was actually a really fun evening.
0: Oh, that's another thing on the bucket list. You know, if I could get an illustration on a beer can.
1: Anyways, this isn't about me. This (laughs) is good for you. No, that's a great. So we should collaborate. Yeah. yeah, I would love that. (laughs) So
0: all right. Okay. So I think I don't even can't even remember if I asked you this. Are there any other children books? Any other ideas that you have
1: coming? Just, just Happening. Absolutely. So yeah. on the back of each book it says uh the next books that you can look out for. So uh the next book coming in the series is called Teddy gets adopted oh. and then Teddy visits the vet. So um again they're all true stories about how uh, my life with Teddy has happened chronologically. So the next book in the series about him getting adopted will have a geographical component in Canada because his journey from Saskatchewan to Alberta to BC and it will Kind of pinpoint the the different shelters that helped him along the way, as well as it will kind of speak to kids in the fostering process, um, and and a and a little bit about adoption and then pet adoption and how the children might feel Uh, and hopefully they can relate to Teddy um, about his feelings about spending time in all these different families. Um, So that's next on the list, and that's going to focus more on the Uh, organizations and and raise really raise awareness to the ones that helped him and then Teddy visits the vet is going to talk about oh how kids can relate about seeing the dentist and seeing the doctor and different things that they do to check that you're healthy and um, there is a surprise ending so I can't really get into too much about that but it will talk about no I can't even talk about it it's (laughs) gonna gonna be so good it's gonna be so good Awesome. That's awesome. Good. Yeah, there. but as far as like sh- um diverting to a different children's series, I don't think so because I just have so much material between Teddy and my kids, and um I find that my audience is really connecting with Teddy as a lovable character. So I'm gonna stick with what uh, what's working for now. And what you love, like it's a and story. What I, that, yes. Yeah. the stories write themselves, really. So yeah. I, I mean, I love it. It's I'm passionate about it.
0: I know, because I keep thinking, I, I write my thriller series with my heroine, Jade, and her sister, Sage, and I do have a futuristic time time travel novel, first draft done. Okay. And I keep saying, okay, 2023, 2022, 20, like I keep thinking in the beginning of each year, I'm going to work on this time travel. Um but I'm just, like it's, it's like you said, I'm just so hooked in this series that I'm
1: in now that I, I don't even want to take time away. Yeah, because you're invested in that right now yeah. and, and developing those characters. And yeah, it's, it's almost hard to shift focus.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Christine, what are you reading now? What do you like to read or what do you do for relaxation?
1: uh well i go to the gym for relaxation yoga hot yoga meditation um I, you know we do all sorts of things with all different activities with the kids around town but i am a part of a book club okay. um So a few years ago, um, me and eight women that uh, I used to work with, we were 911 operators. And uh, then we all kind of got married, got other careers and had kids. And so it's really hard to get together. But we got together one night and, you know, the laughter was just spilling out onto the street for hours after we were trying to say goodbye. And we just realized how much um being a part of a tribe like that connects us and fills our cups so we decided to form a book club uh because inevitably when you're talking uh you know once you run out of catching up stories you're like oh have you seen this good Netflix show or what are you reading now and um we're like why don't we just all read the same book at the same time and then we can just get together and talk about it so we commit to getting together once a month and we do fun activities and um Or just dinner or we just all have our pajamas and and hang out and and lounge and we talk about the books that we're reading so yeah we like Taylor Jenkins Reid and um, Lisa Jewell there's a lot of authors we like but um, I love that each person gets to recommend a different book for the month because they might be into another genre that you're not into so I just take their recommendations and read what they tell me to read. Excellent. Oh, that would
0: be fun. Because I know I rec for my critique partner, I bought her Nosy Parker, which is written the author has Greek ancestry. And it's it takes place in the sixties and it's a young it's a, a young girl. Um I just teenager she's about 13 going into high school and it was funny it was it it was funny in an innocent sort of way and I didn't know like we were discussing this like to be able to oh yeah to discuss books you know because to me books are like art you know it's so personal and I I thought she would like this book because at that time she's a writer and she had said to me um you know I've written what I think is a cozy but it doesn't really fit like the the guidelines or the rules it's just it's a different kind of cozy and she goes I I don't even know what 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 genre do am I supposed to put this in and you know I said don't worry about that just write the story right? Write the story. And then when I came across this book, Nosy Parker, which is considered a cozy, I and I was reading it, and it's different, and it doesn't fit the, um like, the guidelines. I thought, Carol has got to read this book, right? She's got to read this book, you know? And I'm, I'm so glad she's really enjoying it. Like, it was one of those ones where she said she couldn't sleep at night, so at like 12.45 a.m. on with
1: the light and she got out the book so yeah cool so you know what I'm glad you talked about the guidelines and the rules because people ask me that all the time oh are you you know did you study writing and some of that nope not I don't and I still won't and I just the story is the story and if you either like it or you don't I don't stick to a rule book or a playbook I mean and maybe that's what makes it unique and that's what people like about it because it's just You know, you're authentic that way. You're not changing your style to fit into a a criteria.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: I had DC Gomez on the
0: podcast and I loved how she described your book. She said, You know, I write fantasy, I have action, I have fight scenes, I have a a strong heroine. And if that's not your cup of tea, don't buy my books. (laughs)
1: Right. There's a million books out there. You have lots of options. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Christine, anything you'd like to add before we wrap this up? And of course, now that we're near the end of the podcast, both dogs have now fallen asleep. (laughs)
1: Oh, perfect. Oh, well, do you want to meet Teddy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to wake him up. Oh, sorry, Teddy. You're going to have to appear all the time. So little ear knobs. That's why his name is Teddy, because he looks like a little teddy bear. Yeah. Oh, he is, and his eyes are the oh, are he's they smiling? Yelling. He's yeah. smiling. Oh, are they yellow? His eyes. Yes, he has yellow eyes. We depict them as green in the book because it's uh, you know. Oh, are you yawning or what? Oh, that's her way of sometimes saying, "Okay, I'm I'm a little bit angry." Yeah, I'm done now. Put me I'm done. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can go back to sleep. oh Yeah. So you know, everyone has different perceptions based on their own traumas and experiences and feelings. And yeah, I just wanted to encourage like understanding and sure. compassion through the perspective of this little lovable character here. So
0: ah, he's curled up. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Christine,
1: have a great day. And thank you for joining. Me. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. It's, it's been a pleasure talking to you.